We don't need to go far to find hurting people both within and outside of the church. We just need to listen. As we listen, we learn about the challenges family and friends are facing in today's world. Here are a few stories about people we've listened to and worked with through the Family Shield follow-up services and response center. Dolores shared, My husband of 22 years told me last night he wants a divorce. Michelle said, My grown daughter won't talk to me or my husband and won't let us see our grandchildren. Paul told us, My wife is an alcoholic. April shared, I'm raising my grandsons because my daughter is on drugs and incapable of raising them herself. Susan shared, My son grew up in the church, but has turned his back on God. It grieves us so. How do we share Christ with hurting people? That's our topic for today's program. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries. Stay tuned. You won't want to miss this program. I want to begin today, I'm in the studio by myself, by just sharing a little bit about my family and some of the challenges that we've faced over the years. Um, I grew up in, in a wonderful family. My my mom and dad were Joe and Una Shaneberger. My dad, though, left his home of origin when he was only 15 years old because of a fight with his father. Uh, this is just one of the reasons I'm so passionate about helping families in conflict. My husband, Chad, of 47 years, was an only child. He grew up in a great Christian home, George and Ethel Meyer, here in the St. Louis metro area. Um, And uh, we've been married, as I said, 47 years. A year or so after we were married, he got drafted and later sent to Vietnam. Vietnam was a very challenging time for him, both while he was there and for years afterward, after he returned You know, today we know what happens when people are at war, but back then they didn't have a name for some of the things that he went through. We survived. Uh, Our marriage is strong today, uh, but it's only because of Christ. And uh, my husband and I have our daughter, Corrine, and her husband, David. Uh, They live in Texas. Corrine homeschools her children And David works at a church in Texas. We're very thankful to have them. I have three grandchildren, Seth, who is 14 years old. He loves science and learning. He takes karate lessons. He enjoys swimming. And recently he interviewed my husband on Skype about his growing up years and some of the funny things that happened and even a little bit about Vietnam, but it wasn't any of the bad things that happened. And that was fun to watch his face. Uh, he was in the his room with his mom uh, doing a project for school, and it was awesome to see him laughing at some of the things that my husband shared with him. Our granddaughter, our only granddaughter, is Elizabeth. We call her Lizzie. She's 11 years old. She loves to sew. She takes dance lessons, karate, and also swims. She's named after my husband's grandma. We called her Nana, but her name was Elizabeth, and she lived to be 103 years old. So what a blessing to to have a new Lizzie in our life. And then our youngest grandson is Luke. He's seven years old. Uh, recently, he broke a finger, his ring finger, by accidentally shutting it in the door. Ouch. 
Um, since we're in St. Louis and they're in Texas, I asked my daughter if there was anything we could get for him as a get well gift, and she couldn't think of anything. So in his get well card, I put a $10 bill. She said he thought he was a millionaire. He walked around with that $10 bill in his pocket all day long and wanted her to show him how many dollars, how many quarters, how many dimes. It was a good learning experience for him. But she just said he just thought this was the best thing ever to have a $10 bill in his pocket. My husband and I, I think our, most of our listeners will know, have lost two adult sons. Uh, our first, our oldest son, Kevin, in 2009, and our youngest son, Jeff, uh, when he was 32 years old in 2010, just eight and a half months apart. So we understand how very difficult life can be. And uh, the loss of a loved one is always challenging. Um, uh, I'm not going to talk a lot about that now, but um, we understand our youngest son went through cancer, so we took him to chemo and radiation, and we prayed that he would be healed, and uh, it just didn't happen that way. And so sometimes even though we pray and ask God uh, for healing, His answer is to take them to be with him in heaven. And we know our sons knew Jesus Christ, and we're so thankful for that. Kevin was 40 when he passed away, and Jeff was 32. One of the great things is that we did get to see them grow up, and they were both wonderful young men. And uh, we are thankful that we'll see them again in heaven. But thankfully, God walks with us through valleys, and uh, certainly we have gone through some valleys. Just a a few weeks before Kevin passed away, I visited with a pastor at my congregation who had lost two young children, uh, one in a tragic helicopter accident when he was eight years old, and then a young baby uh, to SIDS when he was just a few months old. And I remember saying to him at that time, I don't know what it would be like to lose a child. And um, just weeks later, I I did learn what it's like. Thankfully, as I said, my sons were grown. I think it would be even more tragic to lose them as their little children. But none of us know what we face in the future. Good or bad, we need to remember that God walks with us. So how do we share Christ with hurting people? Um, In my book, Witnessing a Lifestyle, which we're going to give away several of these books uh, through a drawing today. On the back of it, I have three words, prepare, care, and share. And the preparing is getting equipped to witness. But today we're going to focus more on the caring part of it. What do we do? And how do we prepare to share our faith? So it's kind of that in-between part that sometimes can be a very quick preparation and sometimes can take months and even years. We need to be the hands and feet of Jesus in today's world. And most importantly, as we find people that are hurting, we need to be a friend. We need to listen. Um, I remember sitting next to Anne on an airplane. I had planned on sleeping because it was a late night flight, but God had other plans. As I sat down next to her, I saw she was crying tears coming down her eyes. And so we started a conversation and I soon learned that she was traveling to St. Louis because her sister was dying of cancer and didn't know Jesus Christ. And so, you know, she was a Christian and we just uh, encouraged each other and, and, and talked throughout the flight. Uh, at the beginning of the program, I mentioned several people that have called us and we've worked with many of them over the years 
But uh, just, again, a couple of them. Uh, One is this families divided. Uh, So many families that we know that don't talk to each other. Elsie and Rachel and their son no longer speak to each other. Tom and Michelle and their son no longer speak to each other. Such a sad state of affairs. And again, we don't come in and tell them what to do. In fact, we never tell people what to do. We just encourage them and listen and be a friend. But um, I also think of uh, one of our friends that has a daughter that was on drugs, and she is raising her grandchildren because of that. So again, just being that friend and, uh, uh, and, and walking with them through some of the challenges and, and praying for them certainly is part of that caring uh, segment uh, that we pray for them. Let me read from Luke ten twenty-five to 34. It's a familiar Bible story that you might remember, but I think it talks about how Jesus cared and how he explained what caring is in this story of the Good Samaritan. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? And he answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus said, do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, took him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you've had. Which of these three do you think was the neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the man who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. And again, that's from Luke ten twenty-five. To 34. Now, we won't always have opportunities to do anything that uh, drastic, but just, again, to be merciful and loving and to be a friend. Um, think about someone you know who's going through a storm of life. Pray for them. And then pray about a plan of a way that you can help. But also remember that you can't help everyone. I know even through our ministry, there are times We just don't have the staff. We don't have the time to do everything. But for sure, we can always send cards and notes to people and encourage them in their faith journey. Hebrews 10, 24 to 25 says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but this is the important part. Let us encourage one another. And all the more as we see the day approaching. Uh, The other day I had an opportunity to encourage someone that we've been working with since last August. Uh, She is a um, mother of a Jehovah's Witness. And uh, she took a training class I took last August. And we've been 
uh, sharing and praying with her and, and equipping her to to witness over these years. She thought her daughter had uh, stopped studying with the witnesses and stopped attending the Kingdom Hall, and she was so happy about that. But then last weekend, she, uh, she saw that her daughter had again gone to the Kingdom Hall, and she was very upset. She emailed me and said how angry she was, and she was so frustrated. And um, I, I had to respond back by email, but I looked up uh, Romans 1, uh, that says there is no condemnation now that we are in Christ Jesus and talk to her about uh, how it's okay, first of all, to to be angry and just talk to God. I said, God has great big shoulders and he can take it. If you're a little angry with him, just tell him how you feel. Talk to him. He's your best friend. So um, I did. And um, I also then uh thought about her guilt because she was saying, you know, she was so guilty that she hadn't witnessed more to Amber. She's been prepared, but she kind of chose to just love her. And that's okay, too, that, you know, you have to make your own decision. And that's when I looked up that Romans verse and said, you know, God, Jesus Christ suffered and died for your sins, past, present, and future. And you are forgiven, and uh, you will continue to be forgiven. So let me just uh, make a few announcements at this point, and then I'll go back to talking more about how we help someone going through a challenge or a storm of life. Each week, Family Shield offers a booklet or resource to our listeners. This week, we're offering the booklets, Regrets, Reality, and Restoration are Alone, Alive, and Fulfilled. You can order both of them if you would like to. To receive them, at no charge, email us at witness to family at gmail.com or call the response center toll free 1 877 250 8416. We're also going to be giving away five of my books entitled Witnessing a Lifestyle to those who call and sign up for our drawing. To register again, that response center number is 877-250-8416, or you can email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Make sure you leave your complete name and address, and uh, if you're one of the winners, the book will be mailed to you. It has four segments, Witnessing Basics, Witnessing in the Home, Witnessing During Holidays, and Witnessing in the Community, and it has those three focuses, how to prepare to witness, how to show care, and then how to share when God opens the door. I'd like to share right now a little bit more about our response follow-up services. Did you know that Family Shields Response Center responds to thousands of people each year that have prayer requests or request resources about a specific topic or concern? Over 300 of them are unchurched people, and we spend more time with those people that are unchurched than anyone else. Connecting people to resources is important. Uh, Our resource center includes an 800 number, email response, showing care and concern, uh, offering prayers, praying for others. We have a prayer committee that gathers to pray for those needs. Referrals to local congregations in your area if you're looking for a church. And we also have recommended links on our website. A lot of our resources are on our website. And I would recommend that you look up our recommended links. There's different categories and lots of other agencies that can help you. Uh, This is just one of the ways that we show care and concern. Your prayers and support make this ministry possible. Thank you. 
Uh, we are a listener-supported radio ministry aired on 52 radio stations throughout the United States and Canada. Please keep us in your prayers and consider a gift this month. Uh, you can write us at Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. Our theme this year is Families Worship Him, based on Psalm twenty two twenty seven. And our annual benefit dinner, I don't mention this much on air, is Saturday, October 10th. Why not plan now to join us for that dinner? It's going to be a great event. We have a special award for our board chairman, Roger Sonnenberg. And uh, again, to learn more, just email us because um, we don't often mention that on the radio program. So I want to go back to my topic of um, sharing Christ with hurting people. And I've done this several times. One time I just had an hour and it was really hard to fit everything in. But another time I did a women's retreat and I had four different segments. And uh, so uh, that was four hours of time, but a lot of interaction with the women. So um, just trying to put everything together into this very short radio program. So uh, why is encouragement important in building a relationship with someone that's unchurched? Think about that. Encouragement. How do we encourage and not tell them what to do or lecture them. That is not going to be encouragement. Why should we listen? And what will we learn as we listen? You remember when I talk about learning to share our faith, we listen more than we talk. We listen to learn more about their lives. God's word, as I mentioned earlier, says we should be merciful. What do you think that means? How does God's word uh, tell us to show mercy and care? And what do you do in your life? Uh, Philippians 2, 4 and 5 says, Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Have this in mind among yourself, which is in Christ Jesus. How are you looking out for others in your life? Sometimes God uses the challenges that you have gone through to touch others. And so if you have lost a loved one, and it's been a couple years now, that might be where your testimony can help someone that has just recently lost someone. Um, so how do we survive the storms of life? Let me share just a few thoughts. Again, some of this is repeat, but I want to put I put it all together. Listen with empathy. And um, think about what empathy is compared to sympathy. And I'm not going to define it, but there is a difference. Be open and honest. Let them see what you've gone through. Uh, and the challenges that you've faced, because sometimes that is the best way to uh, help someone survive the storms of life, to know that you've been there and done that. Accept what they say, realizing that small, strong emotions often must be vented. So what I'm saying there is don't get mad at them if they say something inappropriate at that point in their life. Just listen. Don't use it to start scolding them about their sin. Uh, let them vent if they need to. Speak with compassion. A sense of loss comes when dealing with the death of a loved one. They may also be in a sense of denial, depression, or experiencing guilt for what they didn't do when their loved one was healthy. Um, again, just be compassionate and caring. Pray together. A worn-out person often neglects prayer. Pray with and for your friend. Tell them you're going to be praying for them. We uh, keep an ongoing list, a monthly list of prayer requests that we receive. 
and share them with our prayer partners. And uh, most of some of them are local, some of them are national, usually through email. If any of you are prayer warriors and would like to receive that to join us in praying, please let us know. We would love to have more prayer partners. Uh, do something that shows you care. Offer to do something specific. Grocery shop for them. Prepare a meal for them and drop it off. Uh, drive a carpool for a young mom. Uh, send a card. Uh, we just send so many cards in our uh, ministry, and I think it's just a good way to to let someone know that you care. And don't just send it once. If it's an ongoing health issue, that um, might be something that you can include a letter or an article, uh, include a little small uh, card from a Christian bookstore. Um, there's just so many things that you can do. I know when my son Jeff had cancer, uh, my sister uh, told me to anybody that said, what can we do? She said, send them my way and we'll invite them to to bring a meal over once a week. And so for the entire time he was ill, someone was bringing us a meal on the day that he had his chemo or radiation therapy. And that was a real blessing. Uh, I really appreciated that. And uh, uh, it, it got us to also try all kinds of food that we didn't had never tried before. It was fun. Um, Family Shield, uh, one of the things that we want to do in the future is begin congregational Family Shield chapters that would be volunteers at the congregational level. And we've done some of these things in the last year or so to try to let people see some of the ways they can do that and put some ideas in our newsletter. Last year, we went to the Ronald McDonald House with a group of volunteers and prepared a meal for parents with very ill children in an area children's hospital. So many of those children were preemies. They had been barred prematurely, and it takes months sometimes. And Ronald McDonald House is a place they can stay, and then different uh, volunteer agencies come in and prepare a meal every evening for those parents. And then we spent time talking with those parents as they came in to eat, and most of them were very open and wanted to visit with us and were very appreciative of the of the meal. We uh, also went to the special school district and uh, served a snack and uh, uh, were thanking them for some of the things they do for us. So there's just so many things you can do. Our newsletter had lots of ideas. If, uh, if uh, your uh, church is interested in, in beginning a family shield chapter, it's real simple. It is all volunteer, but it's serving families both inside and outside of your church in your local area. So how, again, do we care for those who don't know Christ? Um, We listen. Uh, We uh, 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 show love and concern. Uh, We pray with them and for them. And uh, we tell them uh, that we'll be praying for them. Another thing that we do is we follow up to see how they're doing. It doesn't always have to be a telephone call. It can be an email. I follow up with a lot of people around the country through email because a lot of them are all over the country. And uh, I'll just uh, email them saying, I haven't heard from you in a while. How are you doing? What's going on with your loved one? Uh, What's going on with your challenge? Um, And uh, they stay in contact that way. But, of course, we want to spend time with them as well. Um, so we pray, uh, we build that positive relationship prior to trying to share Christ. Um, and sometimes that can take minutes as we travel. I've had many opportunities 
as I've traveled to visit with people, but sometimes it takes months and even years. The, the most important thing is not to never do it, to, to find the right time to see when God opens a door. And uh, I visited with uh, a young man this week that um, grew up as a Jehovah's Witness and left home when he was 15 years old. And um, he has, it it took him years. Uh, He's getting ready to go to a a seminary and uh, looking for support and uh, was trying to see if there's any way that we could help him. But um, he he talked about getting back connected with his parents that are Jehovah's Witnesses and his mom asking him questions, but he stayed really stayed away from ever witnessing to her, even though he now knows Christ. And I said, you know, if she's asking you those kind of questions, maybe she wants to know, don't you think it would be good to go ahead and share with her what you know about Jesus Christ today and how he has saved you from your sins? And uh, don't keep it a secret. Don't keep it a secret. So uh, sometimes, again, it will take months or years, but we need to be aware of the fact that sometimes we're just so afraid to share that we never get around to sharing the the message of the law and gospel, which is how someone will come to know Christ. So uh, we need to be careful that we don't push that on them, uh, but we can look for open doors from them. And I think questions from them are definitely an open door. We can learn to share our own personal testimony so that we're talking about us rather than them and how we have sinned and how God has walked with us. Uh, We need to listen, show concern, respond to their needs, uh, answer and respond to questions that they ask. Uh, We need to use actions and words. As we are part of that care time, actions are so important. And we need to be aware that we don't go ahead of the Holy Spirit. Um, And uh, we can ask them questions as well. Questions are a great way to open and close doors. So again, um, our our time is just about up. I've been talking about sharing Christ with hurting people. And uh, we do that through our uh, response center, which is diverse. Some of it is just the response center where you call to get the booklets and emails. But um, Uh, We have volunteers around the country that uh, work with us on various areas. And um, uh, again, just a a couple of the people that I mentioned at the beginning, Dolores, who called us to tell tell us that her husband of, of 22 years had asked for a divorce. You know, at first she was so, so, so upset about this, but, um, it took a, a long time, but eventually, and now she is divorced. Uh, we asked for prayer, but it just, you know, it, it wasn't she. He, he wanted that divorce. So sometimes time is, is the great uh, uh, salvation for people that are so challenged. This is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. Uh, we're so thankful that you've been listening. Learn more on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. Uh, you can write us at Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. Thanks for listening. God bless your day. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com 
or Wright Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230-015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.